Welcome to Adulting on the Spectrum. I'm Andrew. I'm an autistic certified financial planner. I co-run Adulting on the Spectrum with Eileen Lamb. Hey, Eileen. Hey, everyone. In this podcast, we want to highlight the real voices of autistic adults, not just inspirational stories, but people like us talking about their day-to-day life. Basically, we want to give a voice to people like us. Today, our guests, well, guests, we have two guests today, Andrew and Tom Derry, uh, the, the French way uh, is it pronounced. Andrew Derry is the inspiration for Rising Tide Car Wash and works as an aftercare associate at both Rising Tide Car Wash, Parkland, and Margate. He enjoys movies, vintage video games, and Universal Studios. And Tom has dedicated his career to unleashing human potential by creating organizations organizational systems and culture that empower people to grow. Tom is the co-founder and COO of Rising Tide Car Wash, an organization that employs over 90 individuals with autism in a successful car wash business. Tom is a Forbes 30 under 30 social entrepreneur and is the forthcoming author of The Power of Potential, How a Non-Traditional Workforce Can Lead You to Run Your Business Better. Hey, Tom, and hi, Andrew. We're very happy to have you today. We start by asking our guests uh, how how they like to identify. And by that, we mean, like, would you like to be called autistic, person with autism, or do you have no preference? We like to be autism. Perfect. Thank you, Andrew. So for most of uh, the episode, after the so the first question, I'm actually asking the same question to Andrew and Tom, but then we'll we'll kind of rotate a little bit for question for one of you, question for another, um, and so can so I'm gonna ask the question to Andrew first. So what when were you diagnosed uh, with autism? If you you know remember, what was that experience uh, like? I was diagnosed at, at, when I was three. So probably not much a memory of that then. So yeah, probably not much of a memory. So. Do you remember anything about when he was diagnosed? Uh, or are you the older brother or the younger? Yeah, brother? I'm older by about twenty months. So so I yeah. I don't remember don't remember much about the actual diagnosis, but I certainly remember Andrew working super hard as a kid, going to uh, school and then doing all of his his after school therapy and tutoring is really always quite inspiring. That's awesome. And uh, Andrew, can you tell us a bit about your experience at work? My true experience at work was by helping customers and cleaning their cars. Do you enjoy it? I really enjoy it. What, what do you like about it? I like, like helping the customers out and cleaning their cars and earning some money. <laughs> yeah. My uh, one of my my best friends loves washing cars. He he's a lawyer. It's his hobby to do on the weekend. So we actually washed my wife's car that's white, and he got like a rainbow unicorn soap. My five year old daughter loved it. It was like all the <laughs> colors. He just spends all day on it like a hobby. It's you know crazy. Nothing you'd rather do. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah. So Tom, uh, you said again you have a, a book coming out. Can you tell us what is the value of neurodivergent employees? Yeah, I mean. So I'm, I think that neurodivergent employees have the ability to really transform organizations. Uh, I think, you know, people with autism and neurodivergence more broadly bring just a, a ton of skills to the workforce. 
which I mean, we, we can certainly talk about specific skills, but, but what the book is centered around and what we have learned kind of through Rising Tide Car Wash is that um, this, what's most transformative is designing things that within an organization that really work for neurodivergent individuals. Because when we do that, when we design systems and processes that effectively empower people like Andrew and the rest of our staff, uh, we build better systems for everyone. They're simply stronger, more clear, more concrete, more results oriented, uh, and create better service outcomes for our customers and really empower our team, but also create the type of culture that I think most organizations look for a culture where people are excited to be at work, really try their hardest and are doing everything they can to satisfy our customers. And, and I think when you come to our, our stores, you can really see that. So the book is really centered around what we've learned as an organization that, that can be replicated in, I think, any organization that struggles to find and retain really good talent and, and differentiate themselves in the, in the market. So I you a... say, oh, sorry. Go you can go, Eileen. No, you go. Thank you so much. I have uh, two children on the, on the spectrum, and one of them is a lot more severe than the other. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, it is a broad spectrum. Who on mm -hmm. the spectrum is the car wash designed for yeah well it was initially designed for andrew um mm. but i would say our, our group our employees kind of fall into two broader buckets there's a group of of um employees that will be with us for pretty much their whole careers they may have some other limitations that makes it would make it difficult for them to um move up in another organizational structure um and then we have team members who this is very much their first job that they'll they'll go on to college after they're they're with us they'll go on to other other jobs many in fact do go to other jobs in our community and you know we're really a first job opportunity where where they can learn uh, how to how to take feedback how to how to get to work on time how to deal with challenging situations probably experience some failure but also be able to work through that. And then have something on their resume that they can go look for jobs that are maybe more closely aligned with what they want to do with their careers. So like does uh, everyone who work at the car wash have like a mentor type of person? Is that how it works? Um, so our, our, our supervisory level staff and our, our management staff serve as coaches for the whole team. Um, that's a mix of, of, of neurodivergent and neurotypical individuals in those roles. Um, and then there's a lot of organic, uh, mentoring that goes on. So, um, when Andrew, when Andrew's working, he's got a teammate. Um, so there's two people in, in a team, one does driver's side of the car, one does the passenger side of the car. They, they work together all day. They, they, um, go on breaks together. When we have new employees start, we always pair that new employee up with a, a more senior employee. They can kind of show them the ropes. So I'd say there's, there's a lot of organic peer mentoring, and then there's a lot of coaching kind of baked into the way that we operate on a daily basis. Oh, so, so Tom, uh, I think we are both on, it was the um, the Autism at Work Roundtable, or both our companies are, now it's a Neurodiversity at Work Roundtable. Yeah. Um, and I founded the Neurodiversity Index because companies that are more inclusive are, are more profitable, and you know that extends to neurodiversity as well, right? So we highlight the top 79 publicly listed companies, you guys aren't there yet, but have you found that you're definitely a, a more profitable car wash? You are not a charity, correct? Um, and so that means it's good for business, right? Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
and I think that was, you know, kind of one of the, like the key things we were trying to get across with, with the book that, that we wrote is that these aren't just like nice stories. These are just better business practices. These are like legitimately better strategies. And in our business, the way that those things play out are a turnover rate that's roughly five times lower than another, any other car washes. We haven't had a worker's compensation or a safety issue with our employees with autism ever in over 10 years of operating. Have uh, you had a worker's compensation issue with employees who are not autism? That was a uh, good, that was good. Yes, we did. You're good catch. <laughs> <We have. laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm asking not in my capacity as a licensed property and casualty insurance agent. In Florida. <laughs> I'm just asking as the podcast host. No, no. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, we, we have had a couple so, uh, well, one workers comp claim, but but then but like, that's to be expected, see. right? That, yeah, that, that's mean, a better answer. You're saying it's not that we haven't had any at all; it's that the employees with autism are lower. That that's yeah. great. Okay, yeah, exactly, um, for sure. And um, you know, you look at our our business just like from a bird's eye view. We when we bought our first store, it was a struggling existing car wash uh, in Parkland, Florida, that was washing about thirty five thousand cars a year. Today, that store washes over 170,000 cars a year. And the, we, this allowed us to open two more car washes that have been just as successful as this first one. And that's a testament to our team. 80% of our team is on the autism spectrum, even more are neurodivergent and simply would not, there's no way we could be su successful without all of our team members really doing a killer job. Our success is truly because of our neurodivergent employees and not in spite of it. That's a, it's beautiful. It's making me want to like visit your car wash and I, I have nothing, no interest in car washes. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> it's a good thing. So Andrew, what are some of your uh, special interests, like things you like to do? My special interest was playing video games and, and having money. <laughs> Uh, I, I like both of those things too. Other, I, money self-explanatory. Uh, what video games do you like? What have you been playing? I've I've been playing Nintendo sixty four and PS four and PlayStation two and GameCube. Okay. What what games in particular are some of your favorites? What for like N sixty four? Well, Star Wars and Mario. Okay. Which 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 Mario? Like uh, Paper Mario, 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 Mario Party. Yeah. Nice. Classic. Yep, definitely. <laughs> Mario Party's fun. So, so how many? So this one's for for again, Tom, but either one can answer. Um, how, how many hours per week does your average employee work? Is it you know full time? And on average, um, you know how much how much do they make? Especially for the people who are there for life. Yeah. Um... So most of our employees are part-time. Um, there's a split. We've certainly got a bunch of team members that are, are full-time as well. But I, I would say, I don't know the exact number of hours off the top of my head, but over half of the team is part-time for sure. Um, everybody starts um, at $11 an hour plus tips, and then they work their way up from there. Uh, our supervisors are making like $15 an hour plus tips about. Um, so... And then our, our managers are, are get into a salaried range from there. Um, so we've got a few of our team members um, 
that have moved from, or a lot of our team members actually that have moved from like an entry level uh, associate role into a supervisory role and into management positions. And, and that's really the goal is either to help them, our team members move up in the organization, move into other, other jobs, or um, you know, if they want to stay and they're happy as associates as Andrew, Andrew likes to be an associate. It's cool too. Do they get uh, benefits too? Yes. So um, anybody who's with, been with us for a year or longer is eligible for medical benefits. Um, there's paid time off as well for, for everyone who's been with us a uh, year or longer. Uh, as, as we get bigger as, and, and uh, more robust as an organization, we'll certainly continue to add to our benefits package too. So you, you clearly see the value in, in neurodivergent employees, given that you, you pay, you know, assuming that's above minimum wage in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, and also, hey, no income tax there or taxes. I'm jealous. I'm in Connecticut. Um, or, you know, sorry, uh, let me do that again. So, so again, you, you pay above, you know, minimum wage in Florida. You obviously see the value of neurodivergent employees. There's been uh, a lot of talks, too, about the, the sub-minimum wage. It's also called 14C. Uh, although you have individuals who might need more support, you didn't see the need to do that. Um, can you tell us why and what are your thoughts on that, if you have any you want to share? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, plainly stated, it, it's not necessary that our team members um, carry their weight just like any other um, employee would at any other car wash. Uh, we, we built the organization that way. And, um, you know, never, it was never really a thought that we would pay sub minimum wage. Um, you know, we're either at or above minimum wage and then we, you know, plus tips. So everybody's above minimum wage, um, with the, with the, with the tips. And, and it's probably above what the average car wash in Florida. I doubt the average car wash in Florida pays above minimum wage as a general rule either. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's not a ton of great like data out there as far as what people are paying, but I, like there are definitely some car washes that will like keep the tips and then deduct the tips from the, the, um, the, the rate that they pay people. So they still end up making minimum wage, but like the tips are not factored in like kind of deducting what the company has to pay. And we don't do anything like that. Um, you know, I think, it, I think that kind of depends. And so Andrew, uh, we noticed that you're not listed as a co-founder, uh, but rather as an inspiration for the car wash. So whose idea was it to start the car wash? Was it Tom's, Andrew's? Well, it was dad's idea because he wants to help me. That's so sweet. And what did you think of the idea when you first heard about it? Did you already like washing cars? Is that why your dad thought of it? Or was it just like, you know, how, how did it start? Well, well, it was dad's idea because he wants to help me and I wanted to clean cars. Did you actually want to clean cars before, uh, before we did the car wash? Uh, I didn't want to, but dad wanted <laughs> to help me. <laughs> <laughs> are, 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 you, are, are you glad he helped you? You like cleaning cars yeah, now? I'm glad he helped me. What's your favorite part about work? My favorite part of work, or was when and my ship was done. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> this is the That's best cool. answer we've ever gotten in a podcast. <laughs> Perfect. Right. That's the truth, right? Mm -hmm. you, you like to earn money, but I like to earn money. But, but the work itself is just work. Yeah, the work itself is just work. Um, 
what what are your so uh, again an aftercare associate so so what does that mean what 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 does a typical day look like for you andrew and, and tom you can answer afterwards too but what is what does a typical day look like for you at, at the car wash um what do you do every day i i clean cars every day what do you do how do you clean cars i first i i do dry down and then air gun and, and window post and then vacuuming and then tire shine oh you do inside too mm -hmm. when there are no cars to wash i do side work like what like roll up the vacuums and check trash bins nice so there's always something to do mm -hmm. can you tell us about a time where um I don't know, something didn't go right at work or, or a bad experience and, and uh, how that was handled, because I'm sure you don't always have happy customers. So, oh. Have you ever had to help a customer that wasn't happy? No, I didn't <laughs> help a customer when, when he was happy. When, if a customer needs help, what do you do? If a customer needs help, help I ask him what the help is. Hmm. And then I help him out, help him or her out. Well, there are certainly customers that come by sometimes that aren't happy. That's okay, right? We do the best that we can. Yep. And if they're not happy, we can give them a refund or um, refer them to other services. But most of the time, the customers are pretty happy. Yep, they are. So can you guys tell us more about uh, your book? Uh, what inspired you to write it? And uh, how yeah. much was uh, Andrew involved uh, in the book? Um, so as far as you know, what inspired us to write the book was the um you know we we really feel like there's a wonderful opportunity for for both small medium-sized businesses uh to really make their organizations better by employing people with autism like we all know that there's much higher unemployment rates among individuals with autism than than standard population even though there's tremendous talent in that in that group of people they're often left out and what we wanted to be able to do was tell a story from like a small, medium-sized business perspective, our, our story, right? We, we experience a lot of the things that small, medium-sized businesses do and give them, you know, show them that this can be a, a strategy to really transform their organizations, to get better talent, to solve some of the problems that might be holding them back from growing as an organization, as well as differentiating themselves against their competitors. And really the whole goal of that is to help get more people with autism jobs. And, um, you know, we're hopeful, we're hopeful that people will read this book and want to try the strategies that we talk about in it, uh, in their organizations. And as far as Andrew's involvement, Andrew, uh, we did some interviews and read, uh, some of the things that were about Andrew in the book. And he was, what do you think about the book? The book was very great. Yeah. Why do you like it? Because it's all about autism. Mm -hmm. Are you in the book? I'm probably in the book. <laughs> You're in the book. And it makes money. <laughs> Hopefully for you guys. Yeah. Okay, so Andrew, we're going to ask you some uh, quick fire questions. Basically, I'm just going to ask you uh, some of the things uh, you like. I don't know if you guys practiced a little bit, but uh, you just t tell me uh, the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. Do you have a favorite quote? And if so, what is it? It's, may the force be with you. Oh, Star Wars? 
Mm-hmm. Eileen, you got you, you still have Eileen's ever seen Star Wars, so she, she's a poser. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Star Wars movies and Transformers. What? Solid. What's uh, your favorite food or your favorite foods to eat? Uh, it's cheeseburgers and fries. Do you have a favorite place to favorite fast food restaurant? Well, it's Burger King and Checkers. Oh, is that a local thing? Never heard of Checkers. Hmm. At least Southeast for sure. Um, what's your favorite ride at Universal Studios? My, my new ride is the Velocicoaster and the Transformers ride. Ooh. What was your dream job as a child? Do you remember? My dream what? job as a child was a tour guide at the American Museum of Natural History. That's specific. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happy that you're washing cars? Yeah. Even though that's not it? Nice. Well, that's all we had for you guys. Thank you so much for coming. That was actually really fun to have uh, two people in uh, like this. Yeah, thank you for thank having you. us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, is there uh, somewhere we can find you guys on social media? Anything uh, you want to, you know, where can people find your book? You know, yep. self-promotion, like tell us. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so you can uh, learn all about us at risingtidecarwash.com or on our Facebook page, which is you just search Rising Tide Car Wash on Facebook and uh, those are our, that's our main platform. Uh, you can learn more about the book, books on the website. You can also order it uh, on Amazon. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, guys. Awesome. Thank you, thank you so much. Best of luck. Thank you. You're welcome.